ourselves feeling better about who we are. Our mood has increased. We've, we've handled our stress in the secret place. And it's always founded upon Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. And that is where I take all of the night owls on a series of breathing exercises and how to relax the body, relax the mind, and relax the soul according to the words of Jesus. So there's nothing magical about what we do on the relaxation side. But in all actuality, I want to share with you the purpose. And while I'm, I'm here, by faith, virtually, at the bridge, and the bridge representation of the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you understand the power of the Holy Spirit, for all of you who are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, when you understand his function, the purposes, and his responsibilities, and learn how to better cooperate with him in times of stress that are tied to your situations, your circumstances, and if you're dealing with crisis, he not only has power, but in understanding his functionality to each and every one of us, albeit that we are all individual in our relationships to Abba Father. And his purposes to us, and I always take everyone back when getting in all the meetings, whether they're live stream meetings or in traditional meetings in our ministries, our churches, our fellowships, I ask people, do you understand your, your association to and your association and cooperation responsibility and how you are to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And so on the relaxation side, we talk about how to trade out of Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and verse 29. When you understand specifically and slow down the reading and, and get better in the study, what Jesus Christ is saying in that moment. And it is a scheduled appointment when you go into the secret place. There's nothing mystical, nothing magical outside of it. It's all spiritual. It's all powerful. And you come in under Father's authority. He sees in. He blesses you, rewards you. You trade with Jesus Christ your stress. You get elevated for some some of you encounter the presence of the kingdom with angels and messengers and spirits in your atmosphere and in your territories. For those of you who are in the closet, some of our night owls listen to the program in the closet. We call them our closet seekers. Some listen over at the window. We call them our stargazers. And we now have our new placement of our war room warriors. And so by faith, we have learned throughout the decades of how to go before Father in the secret place and go before him as king before his throne as in Hebrews 4 and 16. And so as I say, this most safest space on radio, on any of the podcasts, and we haven't really done the practice, the activation of the breathing exercises according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, Matthew 11, verse 28 and verse 29, Luke chapter 18, verse Four through verse 8 and Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 and if you're, you're, you're here listening to the program tonight and you're just getting a familiar 
with what I am talking about. And you want to be a part of the activation of faith. I want to encourage you to join me at 1030 on our radio show where we begin the relaxation side and we go in for breathing exercises tied to those scriptures that I gave you. And it's all foundationed on Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. And maybe one of these times on the YouTube channels, um, whether it's Night Moods, uh, my personal channel, and or the podcast channels, you know, if you want to be a part of uh, activating in your faith and going before the secret place, maybe we might do something on that. There's a lot of things that we can do, a lot of subject matters that I can cover. And this is just one of them. I think spiritual maintenance for the body at large is something of value. And that's what we do coming out. So we're at the, the bridge, the bridge being represented by spiritually by the Holy Spirit. And he is the one who connects us to our destinations. He is the one when we cross with him. Father, ordering the steps of the righteous, trusting him across the bridge. And when you know, when you walk across a, a physical bridge, and then sometimes if you look over the side of the bridge, you can see far down into the ravine, far down into the waterways, the tributaries, the, the currents in the waters. Maybe it's just dry, rocky um, earth, or maybe it's just another highway system. But the strength of the bridge, and then sometimes you'll see, depending on where you're at, and, and there are many regions when it's icy out or winter out, they'll tell you, be safe, be circumspect when you're crossing over the bridge because ice may form. So, oh, it's so frustrating. One of our, our, our um, cameras just went down. If you know anything about iCloud, definitely send me a message. Uh, we're having difficulty on the night moves on with iCloud. Don't understand it. Don't know how it's full because the, the camera is a brand new uh, camera. So, who knows? Um, being that he is the bridge and if you work to traverse down the side of the bridge and however you're crossing what's underneath the bridge it could be treacherous for you, it could be harmful it could take more time for you to go down versus crossing with and see now that's the alternate path to where the Holy Spirit wants to lead you and guide you in all truth he brings you into an alternate path so, the bridge represents the Holy Spirit, and I want to encourage you all the better how to cooperate with simply what we do on the relaxation side of night moods, is simply surrender the body, submit the mind to the influence, the leading, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and you can learn about the Holy Spirit in the Gospels. John chapter 16, verses 7 through verse 14, specifically. And so you are with an advantage when you cross the bridge. So you're crossing back into life, your situations, your circumstances, and for them, some of you who are dealing with a crisis. And you have an advantage. Every last one of you, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and speaking in tongues, by the way, have an advantage and you have to realize that the advantage leads you and so now we're talking about trust being open 
to give up control as you're walking out of mystery. So I'm not saying throw logic and reasoning out the door. What I am saying is surrender the capacity to be your own guide and to be your own leader when you're walking out of mystery by faith. And every one of us has a life journey. And the life journey is led by the power of the Holy Spirit. So as you're listening, some of our night owls on the other side of the 60-minute program are still in worship, still in praise. Some are still soaking. and Some are beginning to come out of that situation to begin crossing back over the bridge. And so now you've been better equipped. You've, whether the equipment is a revelation, a promise, a command, an instruction, or Heavenly Father has placed in your pathway a person of influence who is going to help you unlock doors, support you, encourage you, empower you to continue walking, and maybe even open up some windows. And some of you coming out of the secret place by faith, you, you begin to feel a lighting of the burden and that's being lifted up into a higher vantage point to look down into your situation and not only do you get to look down in your situation but you begin to look down and look into the destiny that's where the vision and the goals are out there and some are the dreams are out there as well and so I want to share with you that each and every last one of you who are born again listening to my voice you have an advantage and the advantage is the paraclete. He's the intercessor. He's the help known as the spirit of truth. See, there is no space for religious conversation here. It's all realities of the kingdom of heaven based out of experience, out of the testimonies of the scriptures, and out of the spirit of wisdom. So you can walk forward with confidence, even though the storms in your life are raging out of control, you can walk with a surety, total, complete trust, if you choose, and walk through and deal with your situations, your stresses, your situations, circumstances, and crisis. No matter the level of the crisis, no matter the level of the situation or circumstances, when you understand that you have an advantage housed inside of you, the complete essence of Abba Father, his heavenly Holy Spirit, that he gave a piece of, out of his glory, that he's placed inside of you, that will carry you through the middle of the storm. And when we come back, we're going to begin tackling the middle of the storm. I want to be with you here inside the Night Moods HDQ, inside the lab. I'm in the captain's chair. You're watching on our live stream. You can get the link. Send an email, Night Moods HDQ. You're also listening to the podcast and all podcast channels to this episode. In the middle of the storm with your host, Michael, be right back here in about 60 seconds.
and it's always loud when I do that. Running a 60 second worth of commercials here on the podcast, uh, not the podcast, but on the radio show. So we're taking a 60 minute, 60 second break, coming back in to begin tackling the middle of the storm. And I began without actually saying I was going to begin talking about the middle of the storm. And if you're going through a middle of the storm, I want you to reach out. And if you're finding difficulties or it's challenging for you to enter into the middle of the storm, I want you to understand that you have support. You have someone here, as well as with the rest of our night owls, who do chime in and get something of benefit from the different topics, the different programs that we present right here on Night Moods HDQ. Heading back into the radio show, have your valuables out, your your pencils, your notes on your smart devices, Apple devices, and let's get to work. Michael back here inside the captain's chair on a live show, Night Moves HDQ, in the lab as well as on connected with our live stream on my personal YouTube channel. If you want to watch the show, we'll get the background of how the show works. We're having difficulty on the Night Moves YouTube channel, so we have a good thing we're doing live stream. That's okay. And we're also live on our podcast. Well, not live, but we are live recording. They'll get that on the upstream on all our different podcast channels. All you do is type in Night Moods HDQ. You'll be able to take you to our podcast channels, whether you are on social media, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Did I say Instagram? So we're there too. What we're talking about tonight, um, in the middle of a storm, and I want to give you this understanding in the middle of the storm. I want to draw out just an example. Now, last night I did a poor job with giving you biblical references because we had an interview talking about depression, and we're actually going to do part two of that on the podcast. We can talk a little bit more, especially on the live stream. We're going to be doing uh, an hour show. If you're dealing with depression, you definitely want to connect, help build the community, and we're going to talk about some impressive, sensitive topics that everyone in the kingdom has dealt with, is dealing with, or knows someone who's dealing with. And see, night mood is all about freedom. Night mood is all about positivity of the mood factor and also helping to build your faith. And so we're bringing you biblical impact. And this is what we do. Um, I don't discuss, don't debate religion. But I help serve you into an encounter with the presence of the kingdom of heaven and teach, maybe show from examples, experiences, wisdom, how to engage the presence of the kingdom of heaven. And that's what I've done since 2007. I learned a great deal in Nepal. And we all deal with a storm in our lives and they're seasonal they're impacting they're impactful sometimes they're downright frightening if we are caught off guard and have our armor off but when you're dealing with life you're going to get hit and if you live life afraid of being hit you're going to set yourself up for greater destruction because when it does come the fear that you've been living in And the angst 
that you, you never want to deal with a storm in your life. You never want to go through a storm in your life because maybe you just don't know how to handle it. Maybe you just don't know how to manage it. I want to reassess you, re realign you to who you're connected to. And all this has to deal with who we are connected to. Everything in the kingdom, everything outside of the kingdom of heaven has everything to do with who we are connected to. And so this is why, for me, the Holy Spirit is a game changer. Yes, being saved is awesome because you have to understand what are you being saved from and what are you being saved into. So that's not the end game. And that is high confusion in the Western church. But Jesus talked about being born again when you study the Gospels. And so he talked about being born again. He exemplified what it meant to be saved out of the kingdom of darkness into the light of the kingdom of heaven. You're saved out of wickedness into something greater and something better. But you've got to be born again to see and enter the kingdom of heaven. That is John chapter 3, verse 3 through 5. No argument there. Those are the words of Christ Jesus when he told all of his disciples, all of his followers, go out and proclaim my gospels to all the world, right? So in that instruction in Matthew 28 back there, go out and proclaim my gospels to all the world. He meant what he said and said what he meant. He first proclaimed it, he then taught it, and then he demonstrated the power of the kingdom of heaven under God's authority, his heavenly father. And Jesus dealt with storms. And if your storm has consumed you to the levels that it is keeping you from moving, then you got to step out of the storm. You got to step back, step to the side, get to the right or get out of the way of the storm. Back up the bus, get out the back of the rear bus, jump off, get to safety. Your Heavenly Father is your safety, Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. But saying all that is much different than living all of this. And when you live all of this, you step out of the concepts of Jesus Christ, the concepts of the Holy Spirit, the concepts of Abba Father, and doggone it, you step into reality. And many are afraid to step into reality for their own reasons. I could give you a list, but I do know backing up the bus to the purpose of the inspiration side. In the middle of the storm, everything is contingent upon your connection, your relationship, your cooperation, your spiritual obedience, and your right alignment to the power of the Holy Spirit that's in your heart. The only thing that you got to do is address your mind and surrender your mind and submit your body in the middle of the storm. Let's look at Luke chapter 8 verse 22 to begin a great understanding of what Jesus did in the middle of the storm. Let me see if I can break this down for you on this side of the show here. Luke chapter 8 verse 22. Now it happened on that day, now it happened that on one of the days both Jesus and his disciples got into a boat and Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. So they set sail. 
And as they were sailing, Jesus falls asleep. And a storm of wind came down the lake. Now it tells you it's a lake. It's now open waters, not the sea, the Mediterranean Sea. This is a lake, a small lake. When you've been over in Israel, I've only seen pictures. My family has not yet been on vacation there to visit the Holy Lands. Can't wait to go, by the way. But this is a lake. So there's a gust that comes in, a temptress. A temptus. And they were being swamped and were in danger. So I liken this. I live near Lake Michigan. And I call Lake Michigan the Sea of Michigan because it's like the size of the Baltic Sea. And when you've been on Lake Michigan, either on the Illinois side, the Wisconsin side, or the Michigan side, you can't see the other side. You can barely see the middle of the lake. I call this a sea. And whenever you've been on this Sea of Michigan, maybe some of you live near Ontario or Lake Huron, Lake Erie. The waves in the middle of these bodies of water are like the same waves of the seas, of oceans, so to speak. More so like seas. Because seas have land masses that surround them, where we know that the oceans open, open waters, right? But we're talking about the middle of the storm. And if they're on a lake, Jesus falls asleep in the boat, and they came and woke Jesus up, saying, Master, Master, we are dying. So Jesus got up, recorded, and says, he rebukes the wind first and the billing waves of the water. And the waves and the wind stop. So he rebukes the wind and the waves. And he's out of a sleep doing this. And those boys in the boat were in danger. They were in fear in the middle of a st physical storm. And the spirit of fear jumped on these fellows so fast. And these are his disciples, his followers. Not knowing what to do in the middle of the storm, they went to who they can trust to wake him to see what he could do. Because their thought was, let's see what he can do. And as it's recorded in verse 24, so Jesus got up and rebuked the wind. Jesus got up and rebuked. This word is to reprove, epitimao, in the Greek understanding, epitimao. So he reproved the waters and the wind, the creation of Heavenly Father. Now, it takes me back into Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, when you have to understand that you were created in His image, in His likeness, to have dominion, have rulership over, over what? The fish and the waters, the birds of the air, right? So Jesus is reproving and rebuking Father's creation. And creation has to listen to the power structure that created it because we know Jesus was in the beginning of creation, 
with Abba Father. So it recognizes DNA, it recognizes position, it recognizes rank, it recognizes connection, and all we come to understand is, and the billing waves of the water, and they stopped, they ceased, and it became calm. And Jesus looks to his apostles, those disciples in this boat, and looks at them, however he looks at them, and says, where is your faith? It goes on and says that, but they were afraid and were astonished. And he looks at them and says, where's your faith? And you're in the middle of a storm. And I want to ask you what Jesus asked his apostles. You are a follower of the way, night owls. If you're in the middle of a storm, see, we do things practical here. Faith without the corresponding works is dead. Faith is, is a repeated narrative in my brain over and over and over. James talks about this in James chapter 2 or James chapter 3. Where is your faith? Qu question, where is your faith? Do you possess your faith? Where is your faith? Meaning, where is the placement of your faith? Because if you're allowing a storm to bring the spirit of fear upon you and bring anxiety upon you and in you, then your faith has left the building. Practicality here inside Night Moves HDQ in the middle of the storm. See, we want to do what our Savior did. Didn't he say, greater works you will do than I have done? Those are his words. In the middle of the storm, doesn't matter what kind of storm that you are in or being inundated with, because they were being inundated with high winds and high waters on a lake. And if you've been on a boat on a lake, whether it's 15 feet, 25 feet, 30 feet, when you have high winds on a small boat, you become very nervous that you don't get launched overboard. But Jesus asked the question, where is your faith? Where? Who has your faith? Where? Where is your faith? Meaning, where is it placed? I think of, I think it's the, pro, is it the pronouns. Who, what, when, where, why, and because. Who has your faith? That's not what he's asking. He's asking where. Where is the placement of your faith? He's not asking when do you use your faith, why do you use your faith, why do you have faith. He's asking his disciples, where is your faith? Maybe that's the pulse, the button I, I touch on and hold my finger on the button to ask you if you're dealing with the middle, of, if you're in the middle of a storm, if you're dealing with, that means you are trading cards, trading ideas trading position with a storm in your life. Storms will come in, storms will go out. But if you begin 
not only to entertain storms in your life, but that word dealing, if you will begin to deal and trade into the storms in your life, then that storm that should be going out into the horizon, into the, his next destination, has set up camp because it realizes your faith is not with you. So where is your faith if you're dealing with the middle of the storm? I don't want to get into an exegesis of faith. That's in Hebrews 11 and 1. Study it for yourself. Slow it down. Deconstruct it. Break out the words. Get a dictionary for yourself. But in the practical matters, what did Jesus say to his disciples right there in verse 25? Where is your faith? Is it in the grocery store? Did you leave it in the car? Did you leave it in your phone? Is it in your sports bag? Your suitcase? And yeah, this is kind of silly that I'm asking that question. Is it in your suitcase? But Jesus asked them, where is your faith? You're walking with me. I'm on the earth. I am teaching, I'm proclaiming, and I'm demonstrating the power under kingdom authority about the kingdom of heaven. You should be able, you should be equipped to deal with the storm. And Jesus did what? He rebuked the storm. Night owls, where is your faith? See, the pause is for a reason. See, there was a question. Now you have to bring forth the answer. Where is your faith? And if your faith is not lodged in your heart in cooperation from your mind because your mind has been placed into submission to the Holy Spirit inside of you, so when these stresses and these situations and circumstances and crises build up into towering infernals of whirlwinds, of of tornadic activity in your lives. So I'm not discounting the, the storms in your life, but when you're in the middle of the storm, think about this. You're in the middle of a storm. Normally when you're in the middle of a, a tornado, when you've been through a tornado, it's most volatile along the winds, the, 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 the bands. And in the center of the tornado is where the peace is at. But the tornado's moving, the storms are moving, and it's going to come into you, come upon you, to come through you, so that it can lift you up and take you wherever it needs to take you and set you down. Jesus is asking, where is your faith? And as you feel the storms of your life begin to increase, it's too late to ask, where is your faith? It's when you recognize that the storm is is coming at you check your faith and what are you going to do with your faith faith without the corresponding works is dead faith do you rebuke the storm in your life that's heading in your direction or do you wait to see and want to try and pick it apart of 
how many hands are involved or how many thoughts are involved. I'm talking about the storms of life. I'm dealing with people here. How many characters, how many of your enemies, how many of your family, your friends, your associates, your, your partners, your, your, your co-workers, how many people are in, in, in involved in this? And do you want to see it played out? So if you could just see it played out, then maybe you can talk to people in the middle of the storms. And storms are always volatile. And Jesus is in the in the middle of rest. Is wake woken up, wakened up, alerted out of rest, and comes up and rebukes the wind that's blowing the violence. And rebukes the waves that's in the violence and calms the waves and calms the storms and the winds down where is your faith tonight and if you don't know go get it who has it and why did you give it to him in the first place if you're in the middle of the storm you all have been given, we all have been given a measure of faith. And Jesus asked his followers, who ultimately became the first fruits of the apostolic, where is your faith? What would it be like to walk with Jesus Christ in your life and storms come and go and you go to him? in the middle of the, the midnight hour. Jesus, I got a problem. The storms are brewing. I need your help, I'm dying. I'm being attacked. I'm being destroyed out here, Jesus. What would it be like to be one of those disciples? And you're in the middle of your storm right now and you go to Jesus and he's looking at you where is your faith? What happened to your faith? Why aren't you using your faith? When did your faith get detached from your heart? Where I place the power of the Holy Spirit who leads and guides you into all truth, who transfers what he hears from heaven to you who prophesies where is your faith so that you can get out from the middle of the storm in your life if you stay in the middle of the storm long enough it turns into a crisis if you stay in the middle of a storm it ultimately turns into a crisis think of my time down in Louisiana at the height of Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Rita, and Hurricane Wilma, and I worked for the Red Cross in the middle of storms, back to back to back storms, and I was part of the DAT team, Dasher Assessment Team. Those were the team members that walked with FEMA and checked in the homes and attics for dead bodies life. And if we didn't find dead bodies, we put an X. They were 
symbols and numbers along the four coordinates of the X that would let the X team members know that this house is safe, this house has animals, this house has human remains in it, or this house has survivors. I think of those times when I was down there on the DAT team <clears throat> in Kinder in the middle of storms and how God used me to calm souls down in the middle of experience of tornadoes in the area after Hurricane Katrina came through we had water levels 10 to 12 feet but not in my own strength I had to lean upon my, my advantage the Holy Spirit I had to lean upon the training through the Red Cross I had to lean upon the training as a former police officer I had to lean upon the training as a former Navy officer I had to lean upon the training training, training, training lean upon the training is what I'm getting at in the middle of a storm what training are you leaning on? And you have the advantage. Jesus said it's to your advantage that I go away. And if I don't go to the, my Heavenly Father, then the Holy Spirit cannot come to you. The Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth. Cooperating with the Spirit of Truth who leads and guides you into all truth. The Helper, the Intercessor, the Paraclete. In the middle of a storm, where is your faith? Is what I'm going to ask tonight. Send an email over to nightmoodshdq at gmail.com as we close out the show. Where is your faith in the middle of the storm? Do you want to connect tonight? We have a little bit of time left, but we want to, we want to draw this down. Helping you to get your faith. Helping you to be confident in your faith in the middle of the storm. Get out from the middle of the storm get back into peace get back into calmness get back into your refuge you use the same steps that you begin walking forward that you do to walk backwards those same steps circumspect so in case you trip you can fall and get back up again and when you're walking backwards in a storm of life your hands become like eyes as well. It's likened to if you're in a dark room and you're walking. And I practice this in the house. My wife will tell you this. When I take showers, I take showers in the dark so I can get used to my surroundings. Maybe that's part of reducing all spirit of fear around me. I don't know. But I like the fact that I can get familiar in any type of surroundings. And you can do the same thing too. It's, it's your training. How do you train? How do you train your faith? How do you train your faith? I know how I train my faith. But if I teach you how I train my faith, then you take on what I do, and you're supposed to do what you do. Being practical in night moods, in the middle of the storm, Jesus is talking about, I'm in Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. 
and he's in the middle of rest. He doesn't even hear the storm. And how many of you, when you're sleeping, can sleep through a storm? You can sleep through a storm, but life storms kind of mess you up a little bit. Do you find comfort in who you're connected to? Do you find comfort in the realization and the, the, the high levels of trust and the high levels of loyalty that he has every good intention for you, no matter what storms come your way? See, they're going to come your way. But it's how you effectively deal with what comes your way. It's like if you're in a car or a vehicle, a bus or whatever, traveling down a pathway and you come into the horizon of an accident scene or an accident scene happens in front of you, you're not going to continue driving through the impact. You're going to see that up into a distance and you're going to want to avoid that storm. You're going to want to slow down coming to intersections, checking lights, checking four ways. Your training has everything to do with how you deal in the middle of a storm. And if you find yourself in a crisis moment, because crisis moments don't give you time to process. Crisis moments just happen and you're in the middle of a crisis. Those are out of control as well. Total different type of storm. Those all depend on your training in the faith. How much time do you put in? You can watch all the sports, entertainment, athletes, and how much time do athletes put on and put in to put on a show for you on Sunday nights, Sunday mornings, on the weekends, even collegiate athletes? How much time do they put in playing at the highest level that they can play? How much time do you put in with your training in the middle of the storm? What do you revert back to when you're in the middle of the storm? Jesus is sleeping. Jesus reverts back to his training. Wakes up. Maybe he's kind of groggy. Maybe is really not settled in a boat that's being tossed and turned. And he reverts back to his training and says and does I rebuke the wind and I rebuke the water. And it listened. Well, that's Jesus. Well, and the Father placed his Holy Spirit inside of you. What's your excuse now? What is your training like? Where is your faith? Take some steps back, the same steps you took to walk into it. Take those same steps out and get regrouped, get restored, get refreshed so that you can pass through, pass around Or rebuke the storm altogether and walk right or walk into it and walk past it. So, 
where is your training? What do you re what do you revert back to in the faith? Are you confident in your skill set as a born again believer? Are you confident in the words that you study out of the scriptures that speak life to you, that re are, are there and meant to renew your mind? Are you confident in your trust in the power of the Holy Spirit to help you lead you to all truth? Or do you question the Holy Spirit all the way? Are you a doubting individual? Are you double-minded? which causes you not to be able to revert back to your training in the faith. Your Heavenly Father placed 100% of His essence into your, your temple. That is the Holy Spirit powered up, ready to go, and in the middle of the storm, maybe you have unplugged, got distracted, got confused. Maybe you're taken on hits from the violence in the storm. Maybe the slandering, the verbal abuse. Maybe the, all the ulterior motives and the alternate agendas of those processing you through the storm. Now it's time for you to process them in the storm. You can start simply by rebuking them in the storm. Back down, rebuke them, gain confidence. Back down, rebuke them, gain confidence. Until you're out of the storm. Or maybe the Holy Spirit will bring you through the storm as you are rebuking them. So that they become your rear view mirror. They become part of your past. What do you refer, revert to in your training? And where is your faith? When you answer those questions, you might have the answers of how to bring yourself out of the storm. See, I've used these questions myself. And as you get with some age and you get more circumspect, and I know I'm not the only one, you can address your horizon before it gets to your gate. Even when a crisis impacts you, the Holy Spirit also has calming mechanisms inside of him. He draws you down as you surrender, submit to him. Because he's doing the leading. He's doing the guiding. He's doing the prophesying. He's doing the transferring from heaven into you. And he does this without an inkling. Not even a point, point, zero, 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 zero percent of the spirit of fear. Because he goes in the Heavenly Father's authority. And he's placed inside of you. You're in the middle of the storm tonight. 
I want to challenge you to do exactly what Jesus did. Wake up, rebuke the storm, get your faith, keep your faith, and keep it moving. Wake up, rebuke the storm, get your faith, keep your faith, and keep it moving. As we close out the show tonight here on Night Moves HTQ, the radio portion, hope this makes sense to you in the middle of the storm. You can send me, simply send me an email how to practically step through the middle of the storm, rebuke, get your faith, and keep it moving. I'll be here with you again tomorrow night, Friday night, weekly series of spiritual maintenance, relaxation, and inspiration for the entire show. Until then, everyone, on the radio platform, Night Moves HDQ, it's Michael here in the lab in the captain's chair saying have a good night, be blessed. I'll see you right here on the show inside the lab. Close up the show, Night Moves HDQ. Stay on the podcast and the live stream live. It's pretty much simple for me. How to address you and how to help serve you in the middle of a storm. And you may say whatever you are going to say. Maybe you'll say, Michael, it's just not that easy for me. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? As I close out the show here, here in the headset. See, Jesus was asleep. And being asleep, he had to wake up and regroup his thoughts, regroup who he was in the moment, and he reverted back to training. And that's Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. I want you to study that, break that down for yourself. Deconstruct that. Make sure we're signed off there on the switchboard here. But it's imperative for you, let me get this out of the way here, it's imperative for you that you return back to your training of the faith. What once took you into the faith will be what will take you to get back to the faith. If you are one where the question is posed to you, where is your faith? Who has your faith? Where did you last leave your faith? In the middle of a storm. But notice what Jesus did. He woke up. So you have to wake up. Stop playing in the middle of the storm. Stop allowing the storm to wreak havoc. To bring fear. To bring angst. To bring anxiety. To bring worry. To bring nervousness to you. So you have to wake up. And then rebuke the storm. The word rebuke is a, is a smooth yet powerful equipped word. And this, this, this word rebuke is, if I say it phonetically, it's epitome, 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 rebuke, epitome. Jesus woke up and reproved, rebuked the waters. He rebuked the waters. 
he delegated his sovereign authority to creation and creation had to listen because of who he was and who he is connected to now saying that doesn't minimize who you are because father gave you his holy spirit that means you have direct connection to the holy spirit and you have relationship to abba father and direct connection to the abba father and our messiah who's sitting and seated to his right hand authority mediating on your behalf so when you wake up in the middle of a storm and rebuke and reprove the storms in your life and then retrieve your faith you can get through the storm just do what Jesus Christ did being practical faith without the corresponding works is dead faith you can't hope for the storms to to leave you because they are meant to come and bring devastation but the devastation doesn't necessarily has to destroy or impact you heck we we live in a valley and we watch tornadoes come less than half a mile from our house we'll sit out in the garage and watch the winds blow at wind gusts from 50 to 60 to 75 miles an hour we did it last summer it was just awesome to watch this and realizing realizing the sheer power of storms and even on a different level when storms come in, in my life when they come and I see them coming I revert back to my training being at this stage and the times where, where, where I do not revert back to my training because a crisis comes and connects to the family then I have to revert back to the training I go back to thinking of my our, our youngest daughter we have six kids and uh, we woke up one morning and watched our youngest daughter no actually I didn't watch I went in the bathroom and I started smelling something crazy and I looked around and turned the lights on I literally walk around in the house in the dark because I like to get familiar with my surroundings spiritually and I began to smell the smell and it was fecal matter and for some reason we understand it now that our youngest one wiped fecal matter on the walls now that became an instant crisis because we had to deal with with that situation a whole other situation and we dealt with it and we instituted the thing that Jesus instituted we, we rebuke the spirit that jumped on our daughter in the house and we addressed whether our youngest one understood or didn't understand and I immediately wanted to go to punishment mode and our elders were, were, were startled when we had to call them we first cleaning up and putting her in a situation a holding pattern so that we can address appropriately how to do so I really immediately want to just break things off and bring her into uh, chastisement uh, punish her for doing that and then realizing, talking to our elders, talking to our elders of wisdom, how to address the situation. And it was simply out of Luke chapter 8, verse 25. 
So even when crisis happened, and I talked a little bit about my time in Louisiana during Hurricane Rita, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Wilma, and dealing with crisis. I'm talking life and death crisis here. Reverting back to my training. Reverting, reverting excuse me, back to my natural training. At the same time, reverting back to my spiritual training to be a calming person of influence in the middle of some crisis and chaos of life and death when people are screaming and don't know if they're going to live and don't know if they can trust you to help you and they're seeing all these people equipped up to help get them into safety. See, crisis is a whole other beast. But when you revert back to your training in the faith, pick up your faith, you can walk in power under kingdom authority. In the middle of a storm, you can come through the storm and stay, instead of staying stagnant in the storm. So this is what we're doing. Practicality in the faith. How to help night owls, all of you, get through storms in your life and not be stagnant and not be consumed by anxiety, nervousness, or fear. We're just going to simply apply ourselves to the writings in the text. That's why I say no religion here. There are so many people burdened by storms in their life and maybe they don't understand how to maneuver and what to do next. But you found a place here at Night Moods HDQ to help you get through the storms of your life. So if you have a question, you want to discuss this more, you can send an email over to nightmoodshdq at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. If you want to be a part of the program, send an email. We like to have conversations at Night Moods and you'll be seeing on the, on the platforms, the podcast platforms, conversations. Because I've learned through conversations that training really begins and understanding is deepened and knowledge is, is awesome. But it's about the understanding of the training in the kingdom as how to be impactful and impact the presence of the kingdom and engage and encounter and bring that into your area of life, circumstances, situations, and crisis. Being a people in a body that impacts the world. Before storms, in storms, and after storms. Guys, have a wonderful time. Hope to see you on the platform again. See you on the live cast. If you have any questions, get a hold of us. Help build the community here at Night Moves HDQ. Until then, have a blessed time. Have a blessed night. I'll see you right back here in the lab. Night Moves HDQ. I'm Michael, your Chief Mood Officer. Talk to you soon.